Well, we'd love it if you could give a tax-deductible gift to the Reach Australia Resource Library. It'll help keep this podcast running, so go to reachaustralia.com.au forward slash give. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The One Thing. My name is Madeline Galea. First time I've been back after a few months. Nice to be here. Uh, but I'm not with Scott Sanders. I'm with Pre and Josie, who are from MBM, Rudy Hill. Nice to have you guys. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks. Good to. Uh, we're going to talk about youth a bit later on today. But before we get into it, any youth stories? Uh, probably shouldn't tell this one, but it's a funny one. Uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we had to bring a friend night and we we're playing this off-run game where... You just sort of, if you lost, you mix a bunch of things in a blender. Mm. And uh, I kept adding vinegar to it. And Ooh. one of our, what year was he? Yeah, he's like year seven. Year seven kid Aww. came up, got him to gulp it a bit, <laughs> and then he just projectile vomited. On stage. All, oh yeah, on all stage. on stage. In front of everyone. I looked on Josie, because I looked at Josie, I thought I was going to get in trouble. <laughs> My face dropped. From but, your youth assistant. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and when the preacher comes on as well, the vomit's like right there where he's meant to be preaching. Oh, lovely. Yeah, good times. Beautiful. Good role models of what it is to be yeah. a youth pastor right here. Gotta have fun. <laughs> good. Uh, well, welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centred ministry each week. The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Youth Ministry. Um, all right, so there's a few big things you've been thinking through recently, which we're going to go through today. Mission, intentionality, and leaders. Mm. Let's start with mission. What are you thinking? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think like how we sort of structure our youth is, you know, Friday nights looking at a big eye to the outsider. So mm. thinking a lot of non-Christians coming in on Friday nights, whereas our Bible studies that are run on Sundays intentionally for our Christian kids in like digging deeper. So... I think one of the things like I noticed is that sometimes when we come to youth and when there's a lot of Christian kids, we use a lot of Christian jargon or things that only like Christian kids talk about. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, you know, when you ask for a prayer and they're like, help me to read my Bible better or help me to pray better. I think thinking through how are we on mission in helping someone who's never grown up in a church before, who has, you know, no Christian connections, yeah. what does Friday night look like for them? Is, are they going to feel welcomed? Are they going to feel comfortable there? Or are they going to be like, this is not for me? And so I think mm. intentionally trying to think through how does that look like on our Friday night specifically, but then having that culture, I think, outflow everywhere. So I think one of the big things we do, which I inherited, so I'm reaping what other people have sown, mm. which is you, Maddie, as well. Um, our camp, annual youth camp called The Launch. Uh, so just really driving mission on camp, but leading up to camp as well, saying, you know, this is where you want to bring your friends. Uh, you want to bring your friends every Friday, but this is where like a lot of uh, kids, you know, become Christians. So our mm. 10 kids become Christians this year, which is oh, awesome. Wow. Mm. Um, yeah. So cool. Yeah, I think like the big question we want to ask everything with everything we do is like, how will this be for an outsider? So mm. like the games that we run, is this going to put off the outsider because it's a weird church game? Or is it something that they can yeah. enjoy and brings them into community with other youth so yeah. that there's no obstacles to them hearing the gospel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah that like sort of flows onto our MCs and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. when they're, uh, you know, up the front, so often, you know, we can use the word gospel, but that 
doesn't mean anything to someone. So, you know, rather say the good news of Jesus or mm. just little yeah. things like that and using outside of friendly language. Um, so it's like MCs preaching, but are you also bringing it into meetings then as you're thinking about, yeah, what are the games? Yeah. What's the term ahead? Yeah. Kind of structurally yeah. bringing that question in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably a mixture of everything we do has to have an eye out to the outsider. But mm. like Pre said, we've got our launch camp. We've got our bring a friend night every term, which is a specific like extra eye where we yeah. preach a message. We call for a response. Um, mm. We help mm. you think through what Jesus means for them. Yeah. And like thinking how like, so we do use purposes. So, like, you know, the five purposes of mm-hmm. membership, mission, etc. Um, but thinking how they're all working together. So, like, with uh, our welcoming team with membership, thinking how are they on mission as well in helping mm. our youth when they come in there? Do they feel, you know, standoffish or are they mm. welcomed well? Or are they, you know, introduced well? Like, all we see, like, Josie's great at it. Like, if a new <laughs> kid comes, it's like walking them, you know, to where they need to go, yeah. asking any questions. So, yeah. So, that's been good. Yeah. I think also thinking how mission like well in youth fits within church as a whole as well because sometimes uh well mbm is really good at it Mm. but other churches can sort of like youth is this thing that we do to the side whereas we want the whole church to see well there's mission happening at youth and one of the ways we do that is like we have highlight spots and you know each term working with people who organize our services making sure there's you know, a youth highlight spot. We had four baptisms last Sunday, which was yeah. sick. Yeah, um, four youth baptisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. So in at youth or in the Sunday? In the Sunday service. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that was just it. Just helps, I think, the rest of the church like see what God's doing and yeah. like building that mission. Heat helps people get fired up for you know us as leaders, the church fired up to see what God's doing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah mission has to drive everything. Mm. I love it. All yeah. right, intentionality. So you're thinking through a whole ecosystem. Mm. Uh, you've touched on it a little bit. Mm. How do you think through being intentional behind everything you do? Um, I think one of the ways we really thought through the ecosystem, thinking through how would we see these outcomes happen at youth, is uh, forming a team mm. to specifically have an eye to different parts of the ecosystem. So we've introduced, um, over a number of years, we've introduced someone who oversees community, the welcoming, the games, the dinner, youth enjoying being together and building relationships. Uh, We've got someone who oversees our gatherings. They're responsible for music, for back desk, for MCs, um, for everything that happens while we're in that session time. Mm. Uh, But we've also, I think something unique about the way we do it at youth group is we've introduced a junior and a senior rep, someone who oversees juniors specifically and seniors specifically, and they drive youth being deep in the word, um, they've kind of got an eye to the whole ecosystem, but they would be specifically responsible for things like deep in the word and getting youth serving. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I think the benefits, so I came from sort of a, a church where we, you know, it was good. There were team structures there, but didn't have, um, didn't have people thinking through, you know, through those specific, you know, five areas of the ecosystem. Uh, and so I've seen just like the, how helpful that's been here at MBM with, you know, we just recently had a guy that's now on board looking after our mission. Mm. And, you know, on Bring a Friend Night is like, he's the one that, you know, we're all caring about it, but you have a point to to go to of like, you're responsible about it. You're thinking through, you know, was it outside of friendly? Were there things that we did that, you know, mm. wasn't so so um, so mission orientated, et cetera. And so, you know, he brings that to the meeting. And then as a team, we're thinking through how that looked in community, how that looked, you know, even with the preaching and stuff like mm. that. So, yeah, that's been super yeah. helpful. And having the different eyes, I think, is particularly helpful when we're mm. trying to make decisions. So, like, our Bring a Friend night, we wanted to play a game that went through the whole church, which meant the music teams have to finish their rehearsals earlier. 
And having a guy who's responsible for the music teams mm. in that meeting, driving, prioritising their time, mm. as well as having someone who's responsible for community and someone who's responsible for mm. mission, helps us get the right result. Yeah, and being able yeah. to push back as well. So, like, yeah. driving, like, say, our gatherings guy and saying, if that's not going to work, like, push back. Don't just do it because I'm telling or we're telling you to do it. Mm. So yeah. I think that's, it creates that healthy tension as well. So mm. people are jealous for what they're yeah. responsible for. So, guys, just to clarify, so you're clearly you're using the M model. Um, but what we want for churches is just to be clear on what outcomes you want to see in the life of a believer. So the way we communicate with leaders is we ask them to think through how are you discipling your youth, how are you um, helping them be in community. So that's like building a relationship with them and you, but also helping them build relationships with others. Mm. Uh, and how are you on mission? How are you helping your youth to be on mission? So they're kind of our three things that we we ask questions about every week. Um, that's a recent thing we've started doing. Mm. You know, who's had a community conversation, who's had a, a discipleship conversation tonight mm. to he- help our leaders be focused on those three things in everything they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, you know, we're coming from a bigger church, but there's mm. probably a bunch of other smaller churches as well thinking, how do we apply this there? Mm. Uh, I think one of the, the big things like we want to keep asking is, you know, what are the outcomes that we want to see? So we're not just turning up on a Friday night and just running a program, mm. uh, but we want to be intentional about the things that we want to see. And so I think having, you know, you don't have to have a leadership team of 35 or whatever to do that. There could be you know, two or three of you, and you're trying to just clarify, okay, what are we trying to see on a Friday night and defining those outcomes so then you know what inputs yeah. you're putting in as well. Uh, so it can work at, you know, a smaller scale and a larger scale. Yes, our outcomes don't change the larger we get for the individual in mm. the life yeah. of the believer. And MBM wasn't always big, was it? I mean, MBM youth? Yeah. yeah, I think when I started leading, we we're at like 40 to 50 youth, which, you know, it's like a reasonable Ish. size, yeah. but it's not the size we're at now. Mm. Yeah, and it, at some point it started with five, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, anything else on intentionality? Yeah, we're on about, you know, bringing kids to know Jesus, helping them mature in their walk with Jesus. But we also want kids to have fun as mm. well and not just be serious all the time on Friday. So, yeah, I'll probably get in, not in trouble from you, but Josie pulls <laughs> me in a lot. But it's just like letting the kids see that you're there to you are their leaders as well but you're also there to have fun with them and i think mm-hmm. that's a, that's a key thing don't i think don't be serious all the time because otherwise kids won't want to come either so mm. yeah yeah know, that's a personal thing for me I think. let them have yeah. like <laughs> as fun as they can without sacrificing the gospel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and being there being there intentionally for the kids and not yeah. to hang out with other youth leaders i think i've seen that in youth groups i've been where mm. youth leaders come and it's like this is their hangout spot where they're with each other but where they're on mission for the kids. And so you want to be there for them as well. Yeah, and I think, like, we talked about mission before, but the more we raise that mission heat, I think the more our leaders are driven to be at youth, Mm. um, totally on mission, on mission, seeing youth saved, seeing them grow, seeing them love others. Yeah, so raising that mission heat is a real helpful way to drive our leaders towards outcomes, really. Yeah. 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 Great. All right, and your third thing, leaders. So how do you keep and develop leaders? Yeah, so just as Trace just said, with Mission Heat as well, mm. when, like with the whole church, when us as leaders see what God is doing, when we're seeing you know, lives transformed, we're seeing uh, youth give their lives to Jesus, that continues to help our leaders see, I want to be a part of this. Mm. And, you know, we do, str- everyone struggles with, with getting leaders as well. But I think, especially in youth, I mean, even this past year that I've been there, it's like people want to join the youth team because they're seeing what God is doing as mm. well. Which again, going back to mission, why I think mission is so key to keep mm. keep that mission heat going. 
uh, and being intentional in giving our leaders ownership over what they're doing. So, mm. um, for example, the gather the guy that oversees our gatherings, um, helping him own the gatherings, and when he succeeds, praising for that, but also when he needs to improve on things, letting him feel the weight off that. So, I mean, one that happened recently was. Um, so for getting to, we have like you know, a video that played or getting the right people up at the right time. Uh, I don't want to be running around doing that. I want him to own own doing that. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, I probably have brought, changed a bit, do you reckon, since I've come in about the weight of that responsibility? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and helping him grow in that as well and saying, well, you're responsible for this. You need to do it. And I think empowering them to do that helps them, you know, want to stay. It's like, I'm not trying to micromanage everything that they do. What does that actually look like? Yeah, I think um, casting vision is a massive part of it. You've cast this vision for what we want gatherings to be. We want them to be a place where youth are just, they love Jesus, um, Mm. where they can sit and be not distracted and hear the word. And that means the things like the details, the transition video that plays so that youth, their attention stays focused on stage rather than each other. Like those things really matter. So casting that vision is really helpful. Um, so that's meeting with him, going through it, setting yeah. expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And then giving feedback. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Affirming what's been great. A week later. Go. Uh, normally, like we're chatting throughout the week yeah. as well. So I'd normally message him about how do you think Friday went. And I think one thing I learned from the Reach Australia conference was uh, good, grow, go. Mm. I think that was it. Good, grow, go. Just as like a, a thing of just trying to think through. Okay, what do you do? What What do you think went, went well on Friday night? what's one area you think you can grow on? And I'll probably put some feedback in there as well. Mm-hmm. And then what's one concrete thing that you're going to do going forward from now? And so you're yeah, nice. just chipping away each week at, at different things. And yeah, he's grown heaps, which has been awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Mm. Yeah, and I think I, giving ownership is like, even in like the year group leading, leaders mm. sign up to lead a year group and we want them to love that year group and care about that year group. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the other thing of like being intentional with leaders is uh, hanging out together and building mm. a team culture where, again, you're not just turning up on a Friday night doing your job and going home. Like, there, I can't remember on a Friday night when I've been home, I think, before 1 a.m. Not after 1 a.m. <laughs> I do remember so, those. Uh, man. And I'm 30 now. I turned 30 this year. I know, and I'm for you too old. I feel like I'm hungover <laughs> the next day. But um, it's so, so, so good in building, like, we feel like a family serving together. Yeah. Um, and so when you do, like, when, when things are tough and when, you know, things, you know, you're not seeing 10 kids give their lives mm. to Jesus, we know we're in it together. We're, you know, we're doing it together. So I think just being intentional about that. Mm. Yeah, that was good. And because your point about mission heat is obviously... Seeing 10 people become Christians is very appealing for leaders to join. They mm. want to be part of it. That's mm. great. Most youth, I'm assuming in Australia, aren't seeing 10 youth become Christian at their launch. What's another way they can... How else do you draw in leaders to be part of your team? Yeah. I think what Josie said before, in casting vision and seeing the privilege it is to be a part of the mission Jesus has called us to and yeah. seeing themselves as, as part of that mission... Mm. Uh, not as just us as, uh, you know, the youth pastor, youth minister doing it, but we're all doing it together. We all have different gifts. And what are you bringing to the table? Because God wants to use that as well. So, mm. yeah, helping them see that, you know, they're not just some, um, there's purpose behind what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's 
Yeah, and celebrating, celebrating mm. everything that God's doing because God works not just in mission, but he's working in uh, the youth who was too afraid to ever invite a friend along to youth group but mm. decided to this week. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, or even when yeah. a kid that's distracted all the time listens in, mm. in a discipleship group after. Yeah, yeah, it's worth celebrating. It's yeah. awesome. And yeah. Um, yeah, and we have that at our debrief meetings every night. Mm. So I think, yeah, that's encouraging, hearing what God's doing in different groups. And even the small things, celebrate them yeah. as well. Yeah, concentration. That's a big win. Youth. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. yeah, thank God <laughs> <Big> for <time>. that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, intentional relationships? Yeah, so like an example of uh, one of our year 10 boy leaders, he just has such a great relationship with those boys, but it doesn't just stop with the boys. He's intentional about uh, connecting with their parents as well. So he's keeping their mm. parents informed in everything that they're doing, uh, letting them know, you know, if, you know, for example, with the baptism, so these year 10 boys that got baptized mm. last Sunday, um, just walking their parents through it, uh, communicating what's going to happen, all that yeah. stuff. So wow. he's just, yeah, he's not just turn up on a Friday and then that's it, you know, throughout the week, but he's intentionally praying for him, talking to Jason and I about things that he can improve and, you know, mm. all our leaders, which is great, are, you know, in some aspect doing that. Mm. Mm. Love it. All right, what is a challenge you've been facing in youth? Uh, so one of the things I've noticed coming on is we call it discipleship groups on Friday nights where you reflect on what's happened throughout the night. Mm. And so going back to what I said at the start of sometimes we can, we want our Friday nights to be outside of focus. And I think our discipleship groups at the moment are being run like Bible studies where we're working through the passage verse by verse and I don't think that's outsider friendly. Mm. Um, so we want to be centered around the talk, we want to be talking about it, but I think helping our team to see discipleship groups are really focused on connecting the outsider in, mm. um, asking them, you know, what do you think about the talk? You know, those type of things, but specifically building relationships there. So one of the things we're thinking about in our training later on this year is thinking through how can we intentionally help our leaders be more relational in the discipleship groups uh, as well as having a greater eye, you know, for the outsider. Yeah, and that looks so different across different age groups mm. as well. When I talk to, like, the the leaders of the year six and seven boys, I'm like, how many games are you playing? Because your kids need some kind of game to get them focused, um, a game even that's on theme to help them think a bit more about the topic. Mm. Um, where, like, a year 11 girls group, you know, you just want to hang out, you want to mm. chat, you want to help them just hang out with each other well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it's think, very different. And being willing to, if someone has a question... Like, so we, we give them sort of a structure of here's some questions mm. you can ask. If someone asks a question about a certain topic, you don't have to stick to what we've given you. Like, go with the flow and, you know, answer that question. Mm. See see where that's coming from. Um, because we're going through our studies on our Bible studies on Sundays as well, where we're going yeah. through it. So it's we are hitting it somewhere else. And so we're trying to figure out with the different things that we're doing, What's, what's Friday night specifically yeah. happening there? What's happening on the Sundays? Yeah, clarifying the purposes of the different programs that we run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Friday, more relational, outside of friendly. Sunday, verse by verse, deep in the word, getting into that. Mm. Yeah. Without yeah. missing out on community. Yeah. 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 In either community yeah, yeah. and element, yeah. obviously. Both. Our, like, our three things, discipleship, mission, community, they happen Sundays and Fridays. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Great. Mm. All right. What is the one thing you want to say about youth ministry? Uh, keep mission at the forefront of everything you do. If we lose our drive for mission, what's the point of running running youth group? Mm. Yeah, keep asking the question, like, is this working for mission as well? So are the outsiders feeling welcome? Are the outsiders enjoying this part? Are they able to hear the talk at this point? 
is the language working for them? Yeah, keep mission at the centre. Right. Thanks, guys. So good to have you with us. Thanks for having us. Mm. Well, for the toolbox today, um, we are offering youth consults. So we come to visit your youth group, run a half day with you and your youth team. Uh, you receive a report and a couple of months of coaching. If you're interested in finding more about a youth consult, go to reachaustralia.com.au. Well, that's all for today. I'm Madeline Galea. Chat soon.